listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while we break break it all down. down hey everyone welcome back to another episode i'm saba and i'm brandon and we are your hosts of the cannabis hangout on today's episode we have the pleasure of speaking with someone we've had on a few times before if you're a frequent listener then you might remember episodes 73 and 110 where we had the very insightful and intelligent alex ritter on our podcast with hermetic flower company every single time alex has been on our podcast and every single conversation that we have had with him we always leave feeling so full and filled with a wealth of knowledge and honestly just super mind blown Today, we are going to dive a little bit deeper and going a different direction with the history of cannabis from Alex's perspective. So guys, please welcome Alex to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, Alex. (laughs) Thanks for having me back, guys. Yes, we're delighted that you're here. So thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us. Um, So the history of cannabis, it's something that we haven't touched on yet. And to be honest, it's not something that like we have a deep, vast knowledge on when we go you know, way back, but we're, so we're super excited to like pick your brain about that and whatnot. So where did your passion for wanting to learn like the history of cannabis stem from? Because not everyone begins there with the history, you know, totally. I, I, I feel like we kind of tapped into mm-hmm. it, but like I was trying to more understand like the plants benefits and about the plant versus like, where did you come from? Yeah, so, okay, so for me, uh, the history of cannabis can be split into two different things. One is going to be, like, the textiles, and it's, like, uses that way, and, like, yeah. so, like, you can trace that back to, like, Asia, yeah. uh, um, and Asia, and they are using hemp ropes, and I think that that uh, uh, Chris Bennett, cannabis historian, says that that was used to wrangle horses or wild livestock, right? Okay. So that we know that the plant was used that way mm-hmm. and then the other avenue is the psychoactive properties which we all know about and love today right yes and so for me that is what i touch on is the psychoactive properties mm-hmm. and the reason why is because i have always felt like cannabis is a spiritual plant i mm-hmm. mean hence why i do what i do yes right? so for me that's where it starts like mm-hmm. i i dove into is it you know, is mm-hmm. it actually a spiritual plant? And the further I got, the more things just clicked for yeah. me and the psychoactive side of things, right? Yeah. So that can be traced back to uh, uh, like pre-Indo-European times. Um, the Silk Road, which we all know about the Silk Road, was mm-hmm. actually like more of a, a drug trafficking road. And like if we, if you, if we had a map right now, mm-hmm. I could show you that in between the Kush Mountains and like the Silk Road of where it actually like went past. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all prevalent cannabis, like n- natural cannabis growth, right? Like yeah. Everybody knows about Nepal and how it goes, mm-hmm. you know, Kush and every, everybody yeah. knows that Afghanistan could, everybody knows this, right? Mm-hmm. So how did we get mixed up in those things, right? Well, I believe it was a holy sacrament and mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, that's pretty much what drives me to this day. Is I, I still feel that way. So when you say you believe it was a holy sacrament, what do you mean by that? Okay, so everybody's familiar with like the Holy Grail and mm-hmm. the, the sacrament of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, where does that stem from? Okay, so, so that kind of comes from the ancient Greek mysteries of Eleusis, right? They drink this beverage called kaikion, and it has... Like, nobody really knows the mixtures, but we've Mm -hmm. found, like, vessels that, like, have sort of, like, the ingredients onto the side, and cannabis Mm -hmm. is one of them, opium's Mm -hmm. one of them, ephedra, which is a main ingredient for amphetamines, is Mm -hmm. in there, right? And so, again, the Holy Sacrament is pulled from these ancient mysteries. So what I'm saying is there was a war. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the Crusades, they went on this rampage of, killing and destruction of everything that they could, well, I think there was an underlying sort of, you know, war on drugs, kind of like what we have seen today, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and again, gosh dang it, I lost my <laughs> No, it's okay. You can go mind. in so many different directions with it. Um, let's get back. Where were we? We'll pause. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm losing my train of thought too. We'll just pause right here because I'm going to grab you a water, Alex. Thanks. <laughs> That might happen a couple no, times. That's okay. okay. No big deal at all. Like that <laughs> I was thinking about grabbing you water the whole time. And I, was, I do appreciate that. Yeah, I was like, during this episode, I'm going to take my headphones <laughs> off and sneak out. So. Thanks, Brian. Especially that way you can keep talking with, like, not having you know. it in your mouth. Yeah, you know. Thank yeah. You. Thanks. Um, okay, so we were saying the Holy Sacrament, and then we were saying the Crusades and the what war underlying mission, okay. yep. and how and then how the war on drugs was still happening. Okay, so the Holy Sacrament. Okay, the war on drugs, not our current war on drugs. The ancient war on drugs. Okay, so when the Catholic Church was coming into power, they were sending out the Crusades. Right, this was to stomp out all other pagans right mm-hmm. which means like members of the land or of like a, a, a community out in the farmlands it's like what pagans were right it was against that the pagans right and mm-hmm. it was only for christ like that's what catholicism is which means universal right so back in the day they're stomping out all these ancient mystery rites and that's why you see like the salem witch trials and these witch mm-hmm. things you see people burned at the cross for believing in magic like before the medieval days, it was all pagan stuff. Like this, mm-hmm. it was a technology. I wouldn't say it's like all oh, Harry Potter magic because that's just not what I believe yeah. in magic is, yeah. right? Yes, so, yes. Again, they're trying to stop this because if you think about it, anything that makes you powerful and you don't have to rely on anybody else, why do you seek these things, right? So, again, very fear based. If you're coming to a place that tells you what. God is without mm-hmm. somebody else, a third party, mm-hmm. no middleman. Take the middleman out, and they're telling you, "Hey, this is this is what's up, right? Yeah. You don't need this person to mm-hmm. be the communal between us. Mm-hmm. This is how you get there, right? Yeah. And I think they were trying to stop that. Okay. And I think that's why we have such trouble putting together what the Holy Grail was, mm-hmm. what the mysteries were why prominent groups like the Freemasons, the Knights Templar, why Mm -hmm. they even exist in this first place, right? And it's to harbor these secrets from our ancient past, which, again, going back to, like, ancient ways of life, um, the elites were not, like, they were not, like, your your monarchy, your, you know what I mean? They weren't, like, the the people who had 
the most wealth were your 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 farmers, your agriculturalists, yeah. right? So, again, going back to religion, I think we're ingesting these substances, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make sense of the spiritual essence or the message that these substances are giving us, mm-hmm. and we label it right. And Ram Dass has this great quote about if we all put a blindfold on, right? We're all blindfolded. There's seven people with blindfolds yeah. on. And someone tells you, reach out your hand. There's an elephant in front of you, but you don't know. We don't know that it's an elephant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, touch it. You tell me what you feel. You tell me what you feel. Everybody's going to tell you a different part of the elephant. So one person has a foot. One person has an ear, the trunk. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing, but yeah. different. It feels different. So the so when you're describing these with a blindfold on, you're describing the same thing, but you're giving way different results, and nobody's going to really know what the full picture is until you take that blindfold off. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe, like, that's the mis- this is the holy sacrament, is removing the blindfold. Yeah. And I think that cannabis plays such an important role in that, and that's why it has been stomped out with yeah. other psychedelic drugs mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and to the point where it's like we are definitely fighting like something stupid. We right, all know that yeah. it's the medicinal values there, you know? Yes, so totally. So again, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like mm-hmm. what's really happening here? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that we all who are enjoy the plant, like we mm-hmm. owe it to respect the plant to go into its history and be like... For sure. Like how we have a relationship with you. Yeah. You know, my ancestors yeah. have a relationship yeah. with you. Like I need to give you that respect. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I'm not doing the due diligence of like really being for the plant, right? Yeah. So right. Like, that's where that goes. Yeah, so that's a great mm-hmm. segue into... The history of cannabis or the history of anything can also just be so overwhelming because sometimes, I mean, I don't know, it's just there's just so much and there's so many different avenues you can go. So if someone's just hopping into the history of cannabis, where's a good place to start? Like, where should you first imagine yourself as, like, if you're trying to go into, like, the history of cannabis and imagine what it was like from when, like, it first became discovered. I would start with the etymology. I believe the etymology of words is the most important thing that we have today as even English speaking people, because like our language is extremely limited as far as like ancient languages of the world. Yeah. Um, so if you want to learn the history of anything, it doesn't even matter what it is. You should look up the etymology. And so etymology is the origin of words okay. and where they come from. So our ancient ancestors name things based off of what they did, what they represented, mm-hmm. right? So that's how you get dive down deeper into the, like the thicket of like questions like, is cannabis a holy sac? It are right. much like, you know, like what were the names for these things? Like how many different people had names? Like, mm-hmm. and that's how we start to put it together, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I like that. So um, with etymol- etymology for beginners and wanting to learn the history, of, okay, not that. No, that was just me writing notes. Oh, <laughs> um, hold on. Okay, so okay, when do you think cannabis became like a recreational drug? Like at what? Like oh, has a into it now. yeah. Okay, so I believe. Okay, Chris Bennett does a really good job of tracking down cannabis history to the T uh, more than anybody else I believe in history like okay. he is and he and we live he's alive right now we okay. are contemporary with this man if you don't know who this guy is you should look him up he has multiple books about this shit okay but I believe that the split between our main religion at one point from like Mesopotamia ancient Russia mm-hmm. uh, 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 ancient uh, Persia the Aryans that that sort of 
mm-hmm. area. I believe that that split happened because of how we were using cannabis. And I mm. believe one group of people, specifically the Heoma Varga, they are the, 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 the herb gatherers, mm-hmm. you know, they were like, no, we're going to eat it. Like it's, we, you eat it, you okay. know? And then the, the or uh, uh, no, they were the ones who were like, we're going to smoke it. And yeah. then the Soma, which are the ancient Aryans, they were like, we're going to drink it. Hmm. And that's why you have Soma, a beverage, and mm-hmm. Heoma. Okay. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. So similar, in fact, that like Sanskrit, we use both languages to figure out Sanskrit because they're so closely related mm-hmm. in origin. So it's like there is wow. play here. You yeah. Know? You see what I'm saying? I do. It's yeah. really cool. So in your own words, how has cannabis evolved since like the first time you opened a history book on cannabis and do you feel like what you read in the books and what's happening today is similar or do you think it's more advanced? I would say it's way more advanced. Um, like back in the day, there's not, you're not really like <coughs> looking up the history of cannabis. And you're not really doing the like genetic situation. It, People are just growing uh-huh. and getting. Exactly. And then growing like again. We are in a very progressive time. Like mm-hmm. it's, and that's why I think it's really confusing for the industry as a whole. Yeah. Just because we don't know what's, what, where it's going. We, it's kind of just like up in the, nobody's really taken hold and been like, Hey, uh-huh. here's the direction we need to go as an industry. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. Do you think if if people... Because I don't know that a lot of people actively go seek the history of cannabis because they just want to know about the plant now and where it's progressing towards. So do you think that like people and by people, I mean specifically like growers and processors, do you think that they would be, I don't want to say better, but it would be more beneficial for them to know the history so that they could better know how to, perform well that and yeah. just have a better like i don't want to say spiritual connection but spiritual understanding for the plant and everything that it's done through the decades yeah i would love that um yeah. but most people you know again that's like it goes down to like your moral and ethical reason mm-hmm. for why you even do why you, what you do in the right. cannabis yeah. industry right and so it's like uh I totally wish more people would look into it and mm-hmm. like take their bias out of it and just like, just look, just look at what it's done. And even if the hash makers want to like, like Frenchie cannoli is by far one of the most prominent hash makers mm-hmm. that we've ever seen. And I'm like baffled that more people don't integrate everything that he has taught us because he's coming from an ancient traditional hash making mm-hmm. scene. We all like, mm. like most of the day, like I'll tell you guys, most of the time people nowadays are pulling their plants early for color of their hash and you're not even getting the full effects. 
Okay. Yeah, so then it's like you're not even. You yeah. Know, you're not using you're the plant to yourself. its true yeah. potential. Yeah. It's like crack at that point. Yeah. That's how I look at it. I'm like, you are starting a crack epidemic because you 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 ingest this medicine and you have a an idea of how long it should last. It doesn't last, but mm-hmm. it hits you quick. It hits you hard, and then it's gone. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, okay, I felt something, and that's why. If you're uneducated, you're like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking for something specifically, like for medicine that like it needs to last, mm-hmm. my back hurts, this th- my nerves are shot, like mm-hmm. it needs to last, then you're failing. You're you're legitimately failing. You're yeah. you're in customer. You're in result, and that's mm-hmm. why those customers won't be sustainable because at the end of the day, yeah. it's all medicine, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's recreational or not. We're all yeah. self medicating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's real. Yeah. It really is. I've just lost my question. I had a really good question. <laughs> It'll come back. The train will always come back around. Um, so with doing so much research on the history of cannabis and absorbing all of it, do you feel like it's influenced like your personal growing style with your plants and like the way you have like implanted the moon cycle and like the process into how you grow? All of it. I am biased toward my own research, obviously. And I feel like, uh, you know, if you want to pave a new route, you you should be, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it does right. get me scrutinized. But at the end of the day, I'm doing something that I truly love and I it doesn't need to make sense for anybody else. Right. But me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah. we know that you've been to other parts of the world. Have you seen cannabis growing in its natural state in other parts of the world? And what's that like compared to like seeing it grown here and growing it yourself? Because I know. There's probably something super magical about I've seen it in Pakistan and I didn't okay. at the time I was like 11. So I didn't really know what it was properly. And then I went back um, like seven or eight years ago and then I had a little bit more of an understanding, but like still didn't truly know the value of it or just like the beauty in it. So what was that like to see it in a foreign country and then now coming back and growing it? Like if you could go back and see it again, like what way do you I don't want to say prefer it, but what way like. Do you prefer it? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, like, man, when I saw my first, like, outdoor plant mm-hmm. in a different, in Sicily, because they grow them in the orange groves, mm-hmm. and so, like, the orange trees have the same, like, chemical oh, signature yeah. as hmm. the plant cool. does, yeah, yeah. so, like, yeah. the helicopters over flying over by won't catch them. Huh. It was amazing. It, like, revived in, I'm like, why am I in the military, you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I don't, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. This is not, I'm not, this is not me. Yeah. I am that. That's yeah. what I am. Like, I want to be around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually the time that I actually started smoking while I was in the military was after that, because I'm just like, this is How'd you get away with that? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have, when you make certain connections, yeah. they, t- they let you know, like, hey, Before, there's going yes. to be a drug test, you know? And, yeah. But when I got caught, mm-hmm. there was like, hey, you got three days. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you know. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Sorry. <laughs> Leave that one up to God. You know? I know. <laughs> But, uh, Leave that one up to God. Seriously. Um, yeah. But from seeing that mm-hmm. and then growing it, I am not even on anywhere near that was yeah. growing in those orange groves. So, yeah. like, and, it, and, it was a, and it was amazing. What like, was so, it, the growth of cannabis in other countries is just so fascinating to me because I feel like America is so advanced in all of the ways. So, of course, cannabis is going to be so advanced here. But then you go to somewhere like Italy where they do everything so... I don't want to say backwards, but so true to the way that it's supposed to be done, especially with farming, especially with growing. And like, obviously, wine is such a big culture there, growing grapes. Like, it's just so much more natural there and not so 
controlled like it is here. For the, mo- for the money? You know? Yeah, like, so I feel like it would be so magical like, there. Yeah. No, so, so magical. It's absolutely beautiful. Like, nope, that's what I'm talking about. Real medicine. Like, yeah. it doesn't look the best, but when you smoke it, you will be way higher than anything that looks like it. Right. Amazing. You yeah. Know? And that's just because we have been breeding these things to look certain ways mm-hmm. to feel like we are getting away from the original, medici- yeah, exactly, the original exactly, plan. Exactly, exactly. And mm-hmm. that's where it's like that the argument comes in. It's like, well, things have to progress. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we yeah. should progress in a way that is been more beneficial to mm-hmm. us. So like, that's where it's like in yeah. every other European country, mm-hmm. they grow for hash. It's not, you're yeah. not growing for looks mm-hmm. you're growing for hash production yeah. it's all hash production that mm-hmm. is like what that's what they are doing yeah know? so when i was in ireland and i smoked a pre-roll i actually like the one of the kids and i say kids because he was a kid one of the kids <laughs> infused it with hash and he was like oh i'm gonna put some hash in it and i felt like i felt the hash more than i did the flower and it was like psychedelic yeah, yeah and it was like i was like whoa that's how it should be every time. And yeah. that's where I'm like, I people are like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, have you never smoked like real hash, like real good fucking hash? Like you will have visuals. And on you the know, a lot of people don't really mm. know like about hash. Like I remember when I was, when I first started working at the dispensary, like people would bring in hash all the time. And like a lot of my employees would be like, what is that? Like, what do you do with that? And I'm like, and it took me a while to figure out what to do with that, too, because you look at it and you're like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this little ball? Like, what exactly. does this do? But mm-hmm. then you start using it or you figure it out. And it's like, whoa, I've like this is one not only so pure and clean, but two, it's like I've been missing out on this like mm-hmm. little piece of like fairy dust. Yeah. yeah. fairy dust is right. <laughs> and that's yeah. just like and it's not coming like all white and colorful and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like. Again, I love it because somewhere down the road, we're going to figure out like a medium between the two. Yeah. It'll be fucking awesome. Yes. And I'm yeah. here for that, but I'm not here for this like trendy pull it that you don't feel shit for yeah. very long. It's tasty. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Love the taste. I love how it preserves the terpenes. Like obviously you want shit to taste good. But right. again, I'm a smoker first. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter mm-hmm. if I'm growing, like I'm going to be smoking. Like, it, like yeah. no matter where, if I'm in a different city, a different state, mm-hmm. A different country. Yeah. yeah. I'm smoking. I mean, yeah. I'm smoking, you know? And I want, at the end of the day, I want to feel medicated and I want to feel the longevity yes. of the legs. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't I care that. what it looks like. I care a little bit what it tastes like. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the legs are really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like a lot of us miss out on that. And when, yeah. when you discover that, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. what? it like pulls you in. You're like, yeah. this is different. Like, I don't even know what to, how do I even describe like I'm not super up here, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not down, down but here. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. I'm like right here, right in a wave. Uh-huh. It feels like a wave. Yeah, that's like that's what I consider clean cannabis. Yeah. yeah, and I can agree with that. I feel like the the times where I notice my highs lasting a lot longer, and I don't have to smoke as much, and I feel like I've been noticing that a lot more recently. I'm like, damn, this is really good flower because my high is like the longevity of it. So I know what I'm paying for is actually what it is, Boom. but I feel like I have to smoke it like every 30 minutes to an hour then i'm i'm just like what's the point what's the point what are we doing we're cracking Mm -hmm. it you know Mm -hmm. like i'm not we're not crack addicts you know like don't do that like i hate that (laughs) (laughs) let it have its legs let it go for a long time like that's what you want right that's what we want so if where have you where do you want to see cannabis grown wild at like what's a place where you're like i haven't been there and i'm I'm, in nepal yeah. Okay, is that where you're gonna go? Yeah, definitely. okay. Someday, I'll okay. Go there. Yeah, cool. Amsterdam. Didn't see any any grows in Amsterdam, but okay. I did. I did the Amsterdam circuit. 
did the Germany stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I sure wrote. Nepal would be magical. I, it's, I heard it's beautiful there. You need to go. Yeah. yeah. It would has be so happen. amazing. It will. So yeah, it from the books that you've read, because you grow based on moon cycle. So from everything that you've researched, is that where you figured out that that's how you wanted to grow? Like what sparked no. you wanting to grow in moon cycles? And did you like, re- has, I'm not saying you're the first person, but maybe you're the first person to do it. But where did you like figure that out and did that tie into any of the history research that you'd done with cannabis? It kind of like all came together at once, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was, and that's all happened at Gnome Grown because Gnome Grown really opened me up. Before mm-hmm. I went to Gnome Grown in Oregon, I thought the best cannabis was hydroponic. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Yeah, I'm like, enlighten me, you know? And they just really opened my eyes to everything. And they're like, hey, like, this is how we cultivate. This is how you mm-hmm. do it. Like, if you really want to be a big dog, like, this is how the big dogs, this is how the, all the OGs do it around here. So I'm like, okay. So then I start diving deeper, and it's already going. Like, the cannabis and my esoteric stuff never, they didn't even start to come to a grip until I'm, like, doing it every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Here. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this, there is a lot of layers yeah. here. So it's like, again, Again, I'm just like figuring, doing this daily, the cannabis stuff daily, mm-hmm. right? While going home and then studying, it's just like that's all cool. mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, just little by little by little, and then boom, and then it's like, oh, that's I have a purpose. Then it's yeah. like I have my purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So, the moon cycles, you you get into this that it's like we do this because the moon has such an effect on water, mm-hmm. and I mean, like if you don't know that. Just take a look at the tides mm-hmm. yeah. because they rise and fall where the moon is, to, you know, from the planet. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it can do that to waves, what does it do to all the plants and the minerals and everything that around it? Like right. it's obviously there it is has an to influence. Something to it, there yeah. has to be. Mm-hmm. And it, just because I can't explain it doesn't mean it's not real. Right. right. Yeah. It has to. Again, like logically, if we are to consider how big of an impact it has on waves, there has maybe minuscule. I don't care, but there's something there. Mm-hmm. Just add the in. moon's powerful. The moon's I powerful. mean, it, you yeah. It's, I mm-hmm. speechless. Women know. Powerful. Women know. know more than men. Yeah. Okay. Like there's nothing. You know. You guys fucking know. All right. So again, if that's what it does, you know, to the water. Yeah. What is it doing to our plants? So mm-hmm. then I mm-hmm. I wanted to test those theories. So mm-hmm. It's like let's get it on. Let's see why they do it. You yeah. Know? Uh, yes, it makes a difference. It just is it adds a cherry on top that, you know, mm-hmm. Hermes, uh, you know, Thoth in the Egyptian uh, 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 ancient religions was the moon deity. Shiva is the moon deity. Mm-hmm. And these are like also cannabis deities. So you're just mm-hmm. like, huh? Yeah, it, it all makes sense. Yeah. Maybe we should connect the dots. Maybe yeah. so. Or maybe I'm just full of shit and I want to be a pattern. But like, again, it's for me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Not be for anybody else. It's no. for me. Yeah. No, so I like, feel that. Okay, this is dope. Mm-hmm. I want to continue down there. And then this is where it was like, and now I'm like writing a book yes. about it. Okay. And, I, and it's like very like, like I'm like, fuck yeah. Like this That's is, awesome. this is what it's about. And again, it all is symbiotic tied into everything that I do every day. And that's why it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It is beautiful. Even to the alpaca palooza and the festival mm-hmm. stuff, because mm-hmm. the reason why I want to do festivals is Eleusis was the, one of the main first festivals ever. And it's a psychedelic festival. Okay. It's like, yeah. I want to bridge that because again, yeah. festivals today are like capitalism and like they don't yeah. push you to be your best self. Only a couple of them, like, and they're called yeah. transformation festivals. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, I wonder fucking why. It's right. They got yoga classes, lectures, mm-hmm. talking about all this shit that we're talking about here. It's so cool. But only a small percentage go. And it's because mm-hmm. 
that's not what's fucking cool. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, we should make that fucking cool because I yeah. think that shit's fucking cool. Yeah. 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 So Same. Again, it's all tied in together. So mm-hmm. that's where it's like, I don't, I, there's distractions everywhere, mm-hmm. but it's like, if it's a good, something that can be tied in yeah. to all of it, it's mm-hmm. like, bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. 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 I also like totally. the idea of keeping like, keeping a little piece of like everything is advancing, but to everything advancing, keeping a little piece of what it used to be and the originality of where like certain things stem from and how people, cause like really the way that we live in America, it's only the Americans that live this way. Like no other country in the world lives the way that we do. And so it's nice to keep the originality of like pieces that other people, people in the world still live like that versus us who are so like, I mean, and this is with anything in life. This is not just like cannabis specific or, you know, but like cultural appreciation. Yes. Just like keeping it true to like how our ancestors did it and how people, when they first came to any parts of the world did it, you know, and like the discovery of it all. And then remembering that and keeping a little piece of that with, so like, when you say with your festivals and like the things that you want to do, that's what I think of is you taking it right back to what it used to be still keeping the like nuance of like today, but then letting like people experience what it was like in the past. And I know I like to feel like I like to experience things like, Oh, I wonder what it was like back then. Like I wonder like being in places or experiencing things and feeling what the energy of what it was back then. But being now is like so nostalgic. I feel like totally. Totally. We, yeah. I think we all suffer with this thing where we like think the past is so much or like essentially the remote past is so much better than like what we're living in now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because we were more connected to our spiritual center. And mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. we have moved away from it. And as we the further away we go, the closer we're actually coming back yeah. to it. Right. And I feel like <clears throat> now is a time when we're starting to like obviously understand like, hey, something's missing. Mm-hmm. Let's start to like feel that. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. To check yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So if you had one piece of, and I know there's so many pieces, but one piece of like favorite history fact about cannabis, what would that be? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourselves. <laughs> In hermeticism, Hermes or, or uh, you know, Thoth is given his divine vision, which is like the beginning of hermetic literature um by poimandris which is like the the great shepherd uh, of humanity but also his name is uh Camus, which is also translated into a word that similarly resembles cannabis um and it goes to like here let me pull it up actually. yeah wow <laughs> you always blow my mind when you I talk <laughs> like there's five different names for this one <laughs> For this one, I just want to get it right. Okay, yes. so so again, there's like some some precursors to that, mm-hmm. right? So like, uh, uh, Camus is also like Carl Jung calls him the Agiodamion, which means the noble spirit. Okay, okay, and so this gets translated into Chanubis, which is like the Greco-Egyptian god that Alexander the Great worships in a town called Canopus. So there's like wow. a lot of, hmm. yeah, and I'm not going to get into a lot of it right now because you can read the book, okay? Yeah. But like that is like, again, if we're going to, I don't know if it's real, you say facts. So I'm like, I'm presenting a theory. Yes. yes. I believe that they were the Gnostics and the elites of that time, mm-hmm. Alexander's is a great time, were trying to 
they weren't trying to. They were doing religious synchronism where they were taking some of their gods and some of the culture that they would take over. And Alexander the Great mm-hmm. is the only one to do this in ever history for ever conquering things. Mm-hmm. He like, instead of wiping out the culture, he integrated it. Every single culture. So like, when you're talking about like mysteries being saved mm-hmm. or like that, this is the motherfucker who would have done it. And so he, I don't know if you guys know much about like Alexandria and like no. the city. Oh, the mm-hmm. whole layout of it is esoteric. Like one street is for the moon and one street is for oh, the wow. sun. Wow. And Herakleon was like a, a, a an island right outside of there, which is where they would practice the Eleusian mysteries freely. So like everybody was drinking Kaikion and okay. wow. they were having okay. a blast. And wow. it's between, like if we had a map, mm-hmm. Egypt, Alexandria, mm-hmm. and then like Herakleon and then Greece. So it's like a direct oh, okay. channel, okay? Okay. It's very cool. cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. And I think cannabis, again, plays a huge part in mm-hmm. the holy mystery of the holy grail and like immortality and yeah. like the philosopher's stone. Like they all, mm-hmm. they're all mixed into one. So yeah. that's my, my that would be my cool That's story. great. That <laughs> that's a big answer. <laughs> that's a great way to leave us mind blown. I know. <laughs> That's cool. awesome. Well, Alex, I think this wraps up our episode today. Thank you so much yeah, for um, blowing our minds and everyone listening <laughs> with some ancient history on cannabis and just sharing your passion and your thoughts and your perspective. So we appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, we well, always you do. Much. For those I listening, please go follow Alex at Hermetic Flower Company. Yep. At Hermetic Flower Company on Instagram to keep up with all the wonderful things that him and his team are doing. Thank you to everyone listening to today's episode. And as always, Brandon, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.